Thank you so much for being here today. We bless you. It's such an awesome thing to come together and worship and study His Word together. And I want to go back and just touch on one of the scriptures I shared last week. I won't have it here on the board, but it says in Psalms 84, I was sharing with you, how lovely is your dwelling place when you visit there. You get attracted and you get addicted. And I shared about the gatekeepers that never could leave the presence of the ark because they were so attracted and addicted to the presence. And what we've been experiencing to a certain amount is the presence of God in word of grace. But you know, it's getting ready to go beyond the presence. It's getting ready to go into the glory. Thank God for the presence of God. And even Brother Greg said the other day, he walked in here to check something out and he walked in the church and nobody was here but him and he could feel the presence of God. We've been feeling the presence, but there is a glory that is getting ready to come upon this church and many other churches and upon this nation, upon this world and glory is going to be exalted. God is going to be exalted. And it says, I love your dwelling place. He goes on to say, I long, yes, I faint with longing to be in your house. And I shared with you about that intense yearning and longing uh, speaks of a, I shared the example of a mother or a wife wanting to see their child that's overseas in the military but, and, and other things. But yet I, had a, I saw it last night when I had to be there early with, with this widow, this 31-year-old widow and her children. I had to be alone with them as we were in there with that casket and, and she was in there before the parents were coming in and she was grabbing. It had to be a closed casket and she, I was holding her there as she was holding the casket and, and she was rubbing the casket and she said, I want to touch him one more time. If I could but just touch him. And she was like, can you let me touch him? And it had to be close. I want to touch him one more time. And she was crying. And yearning, she kept saying, I want to touch him. I want to touch him. And I remember that when my brother-in-law was murdered, they wanted to do a closed casket. And my wife and mother-in-law, everybody was saying, yes, but can we please get a cut, cut piece of his hair? Can we touch him one more last time? And they gave some rules to do. And, and they went ahead and opened it up. And, and it was just such closure to be able to touch him and talk to him one more time. Because that was that yearning. And there's a song that Sherry sings about the love is stronger than the power of death. And there is a love and a yearning that David was saying and Moses was saying, if you take your presence from me, just go ahead and kill me because I don't want to keep on living if I don't have your presence. And there is something about the power. There's something about revival. There's something about the spirit of God. There's something about the spirit of worship. There's something about the spirit of praise that, that goes beyond being a Christian. It goes into being a carrier. It goes with being a possessor. And it's one who's not only a possessor but one who is possessed he has stolen my heart yes he has he has stolen my heart my soul and my mind and, and even uh, David went on to say in that scripture with my whole being my body and my soul I will shout intensely joyfully unto the Lord my God and so we, we, we see this today as we talk about hosting the, the presence of, of God and, and y'all excuse me I got so much here and I'm going to try to go through some of this as quickly as I can but I want to talk to you today about hosting the sound I'm going to share some scriptures with you that but we didn't realize a, prof, a prophet was saying back at LSU in July of last year was about the sound that was getting ready to form over central Louisiana. And that is a word that is just burning so deeply within our hearts. And we know he says the glory has to come from over central Louisiana and spread. And there is a new sound and there is something coming forth. And that's what I want to share with you today, hosting the sound. There's something about the sound that changes you. There's something about the sound that moves you. I, I have a picture here of Simon and, and, and I hope you can see it pretty clearly. It's Simon holding baby Jesus. 
He didn't want to leave the temple until he could. He says, my eyes can see my salvation. There's something about I want to stay and seeking God and being faithful to God. I want to be there to better see him. I'm not going to die. I'm not going to die in the old cycle. I'm going to sing a new song that's going to bring me forth into the new cycle to where there's something that's going to bubble up on the inside of me. And I'm going to hear myself singing words and singing a song I've never sung or were taught before. I'm not going to be singing theology. I'm going to be singing glory. There's something that's going to come up on the inside of me that's going to cause me to be like Anna, the prophetess, who was there at the same time as Simeon. And she was there, a widow, left there many years to worship God day and night, and she would not cease in fasting and prayers, seeking God. Why? There was a sound inside of her. I am waiting to see my salvation. I am waiting to see the King of glory. And there was that hunger, and there was that thirst. And that's what's going to change us from just the presence to the glory, is when we have that yearning that I have to have God. I have to have more of God. There'll be times you're going to be so shaken up that you'll be crying and you'll be laughing and you'll be on the floor. You'll be dancing. You'll be doing things you cannot ever explain. But it, um, the thing about it is, is that worship is not something you can give into with your body. It's not something you can do with your mind. It's something that comes from heaven. It's a sound. It's a radar. The word follow is the word sonar. We get our English word from the word sonar. It's something that goes out, but it's going to come back and it's going to lead me to my target and my target is the throne my target is Jesus my target is at his precious feet it's a sonar that as I sing out to him he's singing back to me the word of God says come boldly come boldly to the throne of grace you know what you do on the throne of grace there's a sound that's from the throne of grace it's Jesus interceding day and night day and night calling our names out interceding it's the sound of rejoicing it's the sound of prayer it's the sound of intense intercession it's the sound of worship it's the sound of his blood ringing out that your sins and your life is covered and he has a plan and a purpose for you the throne of grace is releasing a sound over his church at every moment and we are the we are the blessed ones to be living in that sound that sonar a few weeks ago a few months ago the bug man terminator not terminator exterminator he is not terminator the, <laughs> little Terminator was here with his thing and you know he loves to tell stories so he catches you for about an hour and a half and tells his story he's a great guy and he says here I am the professional bug man Billy the exterminator and my uncle one day we're standing outside and there's bats going around and I'm thinking of all the ways I've been taught to catch bats and his uncle says I can catch a bat right now alive he says, you can't. He said, yes, I can. So he pulled his shoe off and he pulled his sock off. This is his old uncle. Pulls his sock off, insides it out, puts some rocks in the sock, ties it up, and stands there, just starts throwing it in the air. Falls down. And, and here's this exterminator looking at him. He's just throwing the sock in the air. All of a sudden, here comes the sock again, but there's a bat caught on it. And what it was, that bat grabbed that sock and his claws got stuck in the sock and the sock and the bat fell down and he caught himself a live bat. That's the thing about sonar. You don't catch it right away sometimes, but you don't quit going after it. You may not feel it every time, but you don't quit seeking it. 
you're not going to always see it in the natural and you're not always going to feel it in the natural and you're not always going to be emotional in the natural, but you keep going out there. You keep going out there. You keep going out there because one moment I'm going to catch something that's going to bring me down from where I've been and bring me into his arms and he'll better say, I caught you. I caught you. And now that I have you, I'm going to import something into you like you've never had before. And I'm going to fill you and I'm going to overflow you with something that is so alive and that's the plan and that's the purpose of God for your life. I want to show you something here. In Acts chapter 2, it says, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Now, I want to share something. Something tremendous is getting ready to happen. And like usual, there was 120 which meant there was over 380 missing because it says that when Jesus rose, he appeared to over 500. And he told the 500 to go to Jerusalem. I'm going to preach at you, church. A lot of times we wonder, you know, I don't need to go to church tonight. That's exactly what the 380 thought when the Holy Ghost fell that night. Times that I have been totally knocked out and out of my mind has been on prayer meeting nights when they may be six, eight, or 15. There's times on Sunday night that the glory falls and we don't know which way to go. There's times on Wednesday nights that I can't contain myself and I can't even preach up here. And so I want to remind you of this, that that day when the day of, day of Pentecost fully came, they weren't home. Everybody loves Raymond on TV. 380 were watching Caesar goes to jail or whatever. Cleopatra and Caesar on the, on the, on the uh, soap operas. But there was 120 that were like, I'm going to do the sonar. I'm going to be there. And it says that they were in one accord, then in unity. And suddenly, it's nothing that they did. Listen to me. This is the thing about the glory of God. You can't conjure it up. You can't work it up. You can work people's emotions up, but you can't move God unless God wants to move. And God knows when he's going to move. All you have to do is keep seeking and keep throwing it out there. And it says, suddenly there came a sound. Somebody shout out sound. There came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Look, they weren't even standing. They weren't even dancing. They weren't even on their knees. They were sitting. I want to tell you, when the glory of God comes in, signs, wonders, and miracles come in. And what I have seen overseas and what we have seen somewhat here, we have seen miracles and we've done God, seen God do so many wonderful things. But when the glory comes in, you don't need anybody blowing on you, anointing you with oil, laying hands on you. The glory of God comes and he feels those who are sitting in their seats. And when you come and you're out in here and you're not looking around and you're not worried about the music or not worried about this or that, you come in here just, just for Jesus. I tell you what, I'm so sick of America's idol that they're making idols out of everything in heaven. There's only one idol, and it's Jesus Christ. And in the church, there should only be one idol. In the church, there should be only one idol, and it's Jesus Christ. It's not them people on TV who's divorcing and everything. It's not about me. It's not about Jake. It's not about anybody else. There's one idol. There's only one person to be exalted. There's only one person to be glorified. There's only one person who's worthy of all the glory and all the power and all the might, and his name is Jesus Christ that word sound 
is the word shockwaves. Violent and bold. Two weeks ago, Cindy and I was doing a Valentine banquet in Leesville, and a lot of military, so we start talking military. And a mother came up to us and she said, my son was rescued many times from bombs and guns. They said, our son's a medic. And he was walking to attend some soldiers one day, and he stepped on a landmine. But thank God the landmine, listen to this now, the landmine was dug too deep. So it didn't tear him up, but it threw him far. And the ground shook, and it knocked him out and just caused him to be so dazed. Here he was, a doctor, and the soldiers were doing everything they could. And his mind, he's looking at him, but he can't hear, he can't respond. He's totally paralyzed because of the shock wave, the sound that could even cause your feelings and teeth to fall out. He's sitting there, and the soldiers are doing things, and his mind is saying, I'm the doctor, you're doing everything wrong. But he couldn't say nothing, so they kept slapping him and hollering and everything else. And he's there, you're doing it wrong. But he couldn't do anything because the shock wave was so powerful. It totally lost consciousness and lost control. You know, a lot of people are scared about going to a non-denominational Holy Ghost church because you might lose control. But I tell you what, if you happen to lose control, you might like it because you've been in control a long time. And where has it got you? You've been in control. Like, this is the way we have church. Here's the church. Here's the steeple. Here, Brother Cobb, and go home and get drunk again. That's been going on too long. Now, what we got to do is we got to come to church, and we got to get on fire for Jesus, and we got to leave church, and we got to be on fire for Jesus, and we got to hear the word, and then go home and get in the word, and we call to live the word, live church all the time. You don't have to come to church just to have church. You are the church, and he wants to shock you, baby, with a sound that is going to fill you and electrify you with all that he is. There's a sound coming to central Louisiana whether you like it or not and so I want you to see here and I shared that last week I won't now but look at this here's verse 6 here's the word again and when this sound come Lord Jesus when this sound occurred the multitude came together and they were confused it'll confuse you I wasn't taught that where I came from they didn't believe that where I came from well, stop believing what people believe and start believing the Bible. Look it up yourself. And it says this sound came and they were confused because they heard everyone, they heard their, in their own language the word of God. What happened? God manifested beyond cultures. God manifested beyond tribes and languages and people. And he wanted to get his news out. Listen to what it says. The sound, say with me, the sound, affected the whole city. It affected multitudes. It affected the region. It infected the state. It infected the nation. And that's exactly what the prophets have been saying about Louisiana, that there is coming a sound that's going to affect the city, affect the region, affect the church. And we need affecting, affect the state, and affect the nation. So I'm expecting a sound. And it's not going to be somebody's voice or somebody's talent or somebody's what they call their anointing, but it's going to be the glory of God. I tell you, the Azusa Street was over 100 years ago. And it was a one-eyed black man, and it was a white guy who was prejudiced. 
But God says, beyond all this other stuff, though you make the black man sit outside of the auditorium, I'm going to send a wind. I'm going to send a wind. And it's not going to be a move of a white man. It's not going to be a move of a black man. Uh, it's going to be a move of man. It's going to be a move above from God Almighty. And that's the sound I'm expecting, that God is going to send a sound that's going to shake up the church. Somebody shout out, pump up the volume. Pump, pump, pump up the volume. Pump up the volume. I mean, pump it up. That's what we want to do is pump up the volume and sound out what God has planned. I want to talk to you about... <laughs> Come on. Open up. Wouldn't it be neat go preach the same message at the funeral? I'll be stoned. Anyway, I want to show you some examples. How does the sound come? I don't know if you know about it, but we are now officially on iTunes. We're competing with Lady Gaga. <laughs> Who's that guy? Who's that sissy guy who won American Idol? Lambert? No, I know, but he's got tape out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're competing with him. We're competing with Madonna if she's still around. We're on iTunes. We're on the internet, high internet. Oh, Justin Bieber. Oh. But we're out there where the world is and what the world calls theirs we're in there too. And there's a sound coming. That's going to be so addictive. They'll put Justin Bieber aside. And they'll put Hillsong on. They'll put on worship. They'll put on praise. And they say, I can't go back to Tim McGraw. I'm going to Jesus Christ. <laughs> Trace Atkins could keep his ponytail. I'm going to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, and there's something that's shaking on the inside of me. We're going to the market, and I want to share something with you. You know, we're believing God for, for uh, well, we're believing God for the money, but we've already signed a paper, so it's coming whether we're ready or not. So we're thinking of things we can sell. We've already these speakers are already sold. Praise God! Church wants some new speakers, so these are already sold. So that's about a thousand bucks. We only need about sixteen thousand more. But anyway. Uh, it was 70000 but we're getting a deal. Anyway, listen, these speakers, they tell me it's going to be to such an extreme that you will feel like you're listening to headphones wherever you're sitting. All this is all wrong. The new sound, you're going to feel like your headphones. It's not going to be loud. It's going to be quality. You're going to feel like you've got headphones, and you're going to feel the song, and you're going to feel the presence. Why am I saying that? One of the things we got coming up is that the worship team has been writing songs and writing the new sound. And you're going to see in the scripture what it says about the new sound. And I'm saying all this is because they've already come up with the name of their new CD. And the new CD is going to be called tr Transcend. And the definition of transcend means to go beyond range or limits. It means to surpass a person or a past achievement. It means to go beyond, to rise above, and to cut across. It means to go beyond or above the range of normal or merely physical human experience. It means surpassing the ordinary and entering into the exceptional. 
It means of God existing apart from and not subject to the limitations of the material universe. How many would like to have a CD with that type of name on it? Amen. Let's give the worship team a hand for these songs that they're writing. That's where it's going. Amen. What about, what about word of grace? We want our region to know, listen, we want to be a church that our region knows we are truly in love and passionate about Jesus Christ. We want to be passionate, not about our church. And I thank God for people who go and they brag, oh, you ought to come to my church. You, you, oh, you ought to hear my pastor. You ought to hear our worship. I thank God for people who, who by word of mouth and they talk about us and, and, and they're passionate about their church. They're passionate about their pastor. And they're passionate about their worship team. They're passionate about the ministries. But oh, when you start saying, look, let me just tell you about Jesus. Let me tell you what Jesus has done. You're passionate about Jesus. And when you talk about Jesus, you're more passionate about Jesus than you are the pastor, the church the worship or anything else because he's everything so you're going around just being passionate about Jesus that this church is in love and in passion with Jesus and our city we're loud about what we love we're loud about what we stand for Jesus never apologized neither are we we're loud about what we stand for we're united for his cause. We're loud about missions. We're loud about the world. We're loud about our region. We're loud about the youth and the children. The Royal Rangers, the missionettes, this widow lady that now has an 8-year-old and 11-year-old. And I'm saying you've got to bring them to Wednesday nights and allow our men and our ladies to better minister to these children that lost their dad. They need to be occupied. They need to be loved. They need to be ministered to. That little girl just kept coming to me and holding that little girl, their little daughter, Emma, just holding me, just holding me, would let me go and just holding on to, to to, to somebody just to love her and just to talk to her these ki the kids that are needed the youth who don't show it that way but in deep down inside they feel that way and they need some love and they need some affection they need some word they need some purpose they need some plans of God they need to feel something in the word they need to feel something in the worship that's what it's about and we're passionate and intense listen we've been to concerts where they've I've seen concerts where they've got uh, acrobatics tied to balloon and they're floating in the air going around in circles. And you see all this kind of wild stuff. And you hear the people singing passionately the songs. Uh, we, we went to a U2 concert. And, and it was 60,000, 70,000 people. And everybody is singing. Even when uh, Bono was singing Amazing Grace, everybody was with their beer. I mean, they were passionate, even though they didn't know where they were. But they were passionate about Jesus. And some people were crying, oh, Jesus. And they were getting back into the mode. And then they play another tongue and they're somewhere else. Thank God we know where we're going it's a journey and we just want to go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper to the things of the spirit but somebody we've got to get crazy we got to get wild we got to get passionate I mean you should see those people are passionate they got their cigarette lighters and they got their cell phones and, and they're doing everything and then women were doing all kind of dancing all kind of stuff I mean it was horrible but they were into it but we come to church and we look like a bunch of Frankensteins you know I mean we're just going through the motions but the Holy Ghost wants to oil some joints in this place wants to feel some hearts wants to feel some lungs hey we got the reason to shout we got the reason to praise we got the reason to glorify God it's because Jesus saved us and freed us glory be to God this, this is my scripture I told you for word of grace as they listen their secret thoughts will be exposed I can't tell you how many times I have seen Especially in Central South America. People give their testimony that they came to church with a knife or a gun to kill me or to kill some minister. 
But while the worship and the preaching was going on, instead of killing somebody, they ended up getting saved. And then ended up later on becoming preachers themselves. Why? Because as they listened, their secret thoughts will be exposed. And they will fall to their knees and worship God, declaring God is truly here among them. How many of you want that? Amen? How many of you want that? Let me hurry here. Let me show this to you. Revelations 5, 7. Talking about Jesus. He stepped forward and took the scroll from the right hand of the one sitting on the throne. And when he took the scroll, the four living beings and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb. I want you to see the word lamb is here five times in this song. I want to encourage you songwriters. There's not enough songs about the lamb. The word lamb is not used enough. And I'm not talking about Mary's little lamb. The word lamb is used in heaven constantly. Look at this and get inspired. It says, and they fell down before the lamb, each one having a harp, and they held bowls filled with incense, which are the prayers of God's people. And they sung a new song. Do you see that? They sung a new song. I'm going to show you a few scriptures before we end about the new song. Why the new song? The new song breaks old cycles. There has to be a new song. Every time they saw another part of the glory of God, a new song would be birthed. Even though it was about the Lamb, even though it was worthy, honor, glory, power, and all blessing, and all these things in the song. Every time they saw the Master, a new song would be birthed. So many reasons why we are not farther in our Christian life or in our passion or in our spiritual life like we should is because if you would put on a new song while you're reading your Bible, songs, new songs open up heavenly visions. The sound goes forth and open up the heavens, and you'd be able to be able to see visions and the word becomes alive to you you're not just doing your devotion okay there it goes thank you lord i read your bible it's so wonderful no 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 worship opens the heavens so that god and the holy spirit can come down and speak to you marvelous and wonderful things that you know not and open up the eyes of your understanding to be enlightened to better comprehend he who breathed scripture was able to breathe scripture once again into you and i so that scripture will become the new song because if all we're doing is singing with our mind we'll never have our spirit imparted into but when we receive the word down into our spirit it will transform our mind and then our mind and our spirit will become one and transcend as a fragrant act sacrifice to Jesus Christ let me give you an example last night to chill my wife and I got in about nine and just for a few moments uh, we put on the cooking the uh, food channel and it was about all the cooks telling about their favorite foods and as I was watching that going to sleep uh and one of them grabbed a chocolate cake and licked the whole cake. And they would tell passionately. Listen, listen now. I was watching. They would tell passionately about their favorite restaurant. That they would even take an airplane trip just to go eat something because they were hungry for it that day. And that place had the best food. And they would tell about all their favorite food. And they would tell about how it was cooked. And they would talk about the seasoning. And they would interview the cooks. And they were so excited. And they were like, oh, you could see at the taste the enjoyment on their face. And this is what came to me. Jesus never had a hang up about food. When they came to him, they said, Jesus, did you eat? He says, I got meat you know not of. When it, they was, it was always about food and wine. And he says, I ain't got a hung up, hung up, but food doesn't do it for me. This is what I felt the Spirit of God told me. Like they, as people, really enjoy their food. He says, look at them. 
That's how I enjoy my people's praise. He said, you see the excitement? He told me this last night. He says, you see the excitement on their face? You see how they even got to lick their fingers after they consumed their plate? They had to have it all? He says, I take what you give me, and I want more. Doesn't the word say it's a sweet-smelling fragrance? And, and, and Jesus gets fulfilled by our worship and by our praise. And they sang a new song with these words. You are worthy to take the scroll and break its seals and open it. For you were slaughtered. And your blood has ransomed people for God and every tribe and language and people and nation. And you have caused them to become a kingdom of priests for our God. That's you and I. And they will reign on earth. Then I looked again and I heard voices of thousands and millions of angels around the throne and the living beings and the elders. And they sang in a mighty chorus, worthy is the lamb. There's the word worthy. Use it. Lamb, use it, who was slaughtered to receive power, riches, wisdom, strength, honor, glory, and blessing. And then I heard every creature in heaven and earth, under the earth, and in the sea. And they sang, blessing, blessing, and honor, and glory, power belongs to the one sitting on the throne and to the lamb forever and ever and the four living beings said amen and the 24 hour elders fell down and worshiped the lamb the new sound breaks old cycles quickly isaiah 42 10 13 through 14 sing to god what a brand new song sing his praises all over the world let the sea and its fish Give a round of applause. All creation responds. With all the far-flung islands joining in. Look what it says here. God steps out like he means business. You can't see. He's primed for action. He shouts, announcing his arrival. He takes charge and his enemies fall into line. I've been quiet long enough. I've held back, biting my tongue. But now I'm letting loose, letting it go like women who are having a baby. How many remember your wife when she was having a baby? She let it go, baby. Everybody backed away until they gave him that epidural. Well, guess what? We, want it. we don't want an epidural. We want it natural. And God says, man, I'm getting ready to let it go, and it's going to go, and it's going to flood. The word publish means to make known publicly, to announce, to report, to broadcast, to circulate. Listen, you bear the image of God. So when you bear the image of God, it's all falling apart here. When you bear the image of God, where you show up, God shows up. Now, I want to I I finish real quickly here because we sang the song today and I'm running out of town t- time. Look what it says, Matthew 10, 27. When I tell you now in darkness, the secret place in your house. You know what I hear so many times people say? Pastor, I don't have nothing to say. Then that tells me you're not in the secret place. Pastor, what would I say? What does God tell you when you're alone? I don't have trouble writing messages. I have trouble breaking them into three parts. Ask Jake. I got 30 slides. I could probably only do six today. I have trouble with too much. Why? The secret place. When you see God, (laughs) there's things to sing about. There's things to shout about. There's things to tell others about. It says, when I tell you in the secret place, Shout abroad when daybreak comes. 
what I whisper in your ear, somebody shout out, shout. Shout from the housetops for all to hear. Now, I don't have time to go there today, but the scripture I was going to show you, that'd be the last scripture. I'll stop there today. Sorry for all the extra work, but it's already done now. But listen to this. It says, it says that the news of Jesus was spread all around. And four friends brought a paralytic. And they brought him, and the crowd was so full, just like word of grace in Jesus' name, that they couldn't get the paralytic in. Some of the people you may know, they may not be paralyzed in the natural, but there's a lot of people who are paralyzed in their marriage. They're paralyzed in their life. They're paralyzed in their mind. They're paralyzed in their emotions. And somebody has to bring them in. Now listen to this. It says, you know the story. They went on the rooftop. They tore a hole in the roof and they let them down to Jesus. What do you get out of this? This is what I get out of it. They were creative. Listen, they were creative in how to get people who were paralyzed physically, mentally, and spiritually into the church. Word of grace is going into a new realm of being creative of how to get people into the church. And it won't be the norm. It'll be something that will blow people's mind and say, I never heard of church growth like that. It's not about church growth. It's about kingdom building. I will let, I will build, we will build a hole. We're going to get him in here somewhere. If we have to get a circus if we got to get a horse, an elephant, or camel, if we got to have lights, if we got to have a new sound system, if we got to go to two services on Sunday morning, if we got to go to three services on Sunday, there are creative ways in the youth and the children and the worship. There's creative ways. It's not just, just don't do songs to do songs. It's creativity. And I want to show you what shouting on the rooftop includes. How many of you heard of Tebow? He said he plays for Alabama. Florida. Oh, I'm sorry. You remind me of Alabama. You're from Alabama. He's from Florida. Anyway, listen. This guy says, if we don't do this, the Muslims are going to do it to Allah. And the atheists are going to say, there is no God. And he says, if you think, he said this. He says, if you think I like putting this on my face, knowing that some 300-pound guys who may be Muslim and atheists are going to come tackle me, he says, I am not doing this for attention. I'm not doing it to get my face seen. I'm doing it for the glory of Jesus Christ. And this is his scripture. He says, amen, hallelujah. He says this. He says, the book of Hebrews says, I am surrounded by a cloud of witnesses. And he says, I wear these scriptures on my face for the cloud of witnesses so that people will know that I serve the living Lord. Now, that's a way of shouting on the rooftops. Amen. Hallelujah. Creativity. Be creative. Let me show you something else. When we went to the wall in Washington, that's Cody and I, and we had the life tape, that red life tape that someone had a vision of, and we, we were hundreds, uh, thousands, I mean thousands, in front of the state capitol interceding for 12 hours, fasting and prayer. It wasn't the words coming out. It was what was coming out of the spirit and prayer and worship with our mouths covered. That's still a shout. I wear these life bands. And these life bands were another vision given to a great man of God, Luingo. And with these life bands comes to prayer. Jesus, I plead your blood over my sins and the sins of my nation. End abortion 
and send revival to America. And he gets up and thousands and thousands of all ages stand together, uniting in a purpose. This is getting on the roof, making a hole through the roof and getting in there where there's no other way and bringing something to life that needs to be brought to life. And there are thousands upon thousands of children and youth and adults crying out, Jesus, I plead your blood over my sins and the sins of my nation and abortion and send revival to America again. Jesus, I plead your blood over my sins and the sins of my nation and abortion and send revival again. I tell you, this is what God is wanting to do. Creativity. You see people walk around here with t-shirts. They don't wear these t-shirts because they got the right body to wear t-shirts. They look like the Goodyear blimp. But yet at the same time, they got scriptures and they got crosses and they got this and that going on. And they're going around with these t-shirts testifying about Jesus. Somebody gave me one and I love it. Jesus didn't tap out. I wear it every time I work out. No, I don't. Sometimes it stinks too much. Anyway, that's the one. Let me tell you. Let me show you another way. I know we're worried about our nation. But listen to this. 555 feet above Washington. The highest point in Washington, and according to the law, no other building can be higher than the Washington Monument. It overlooks 69 square miles of the Capitol. Right now, it looks like our government's all a mess, and there's no hope or nothing, but on the top, the rooftop. Somebody shout out the rooftop. On the rooftop of the Washington Monument, the highest point over our Capitol, reads the words, praise be to God. Praise be to God. You can't see it. In an airplane, you can see it. It's in Latin. but You can't see it, but it's there. And even when it's silenced, and even when the, the, the homosexuals are doing their thing, and the lesbians are doing their thing, and the drug addicts are doing their things, and politics are doing their things, and everybody's doing their own thing, even though there are all these little mini-me voices hollering out all their perversion, there's words written from our forefathers on the top of this highest point. Praise be to God on the rooftop. Praise be to God. Every step, every step is dedicated by a scripture. Every floor has to do with the commandments in the word of God. They can try to steal our voices, but they cannot steal the foundation where the word of God is written down and the move of God is stirring. There is a sound. They can try to silence, but even in the silence, the sound grows stronger. The blood cries out 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 stronger. And different Christians and different believers and different preachers and different churches can change their doctrine, change the theology, try to change anything that they want to change and make it to where everyone's comfortable and all just be in the same and that everything be done that needs to be done and there's all these different things that go on but even in the midst of a lot of foolish unworked words that are not from God there is a sound that is still sounding all the way from the beginning of the world all through the beginning of time all through the giving of the commandments all through the glory of God coming down on Mount Sinai all the way to Mount Calvary all the way to the sound in the upper room there is a sound that continues it continues and it's a flow it's a river it's a flowing river and all we've got to do is Jump in that river and flow with it and keep that sound alive. Come on, stand to your feet. Stand to your feet and let's praise God. Come on, give Him praise. Give Him praise. Give Him praise. Hallelujah. Woo. That word shout means an expression of strong emotion. 
It means to call out. Join with me daily, please. Let's join the Holy Spirit. Send, send us the sound. Send us your glory. Send us your glory. We want to see your glory. Raise the sound. Raise the sound. I want to tell you the truth. In the word of God. I don't know where you are, but this encourages you. If you're here and you're lost and you're hurting. The people who made the loudest sound in Jesus' day were the prostitutes, the cripples, the blind, the lost, and the rejected. And Jesus would even tell them, don't say nothing. And he said they would cry out the louder. To whom much is forgiven, much is loved. You may be here today. And you may feel so uncomfortable, so unworthy. You may be seeing your life in a mirror as it is. Jesus is going to raise up those on the highways and the byways. Those who have no coat. Those who have no place to lay their head. He's going to call you to become part of a sound that's going to change a nation. He's going to call, call the undercast. Look at the disciples. He didn't call the professionals. He called the non-achievers. And they transformed the world with his message. Allow the Holy Spirit to come in you and upon you and fill you. Lord, I want to join myself to the sound of life. The sound of reformation. Fall in love with Jesus, the Word, the Father, the Holy Spirit all over again. Learn to love yourself as He loves you. And do not judge yourself or others in appearances. Because God is not moved by appearances and outward condition. He sees the heart. Every head bowed and every eye closed. You may be here today. The Holy Spirit's been dealing with you. You may not even remember anything I said, but the presence of God is on your life, right there where you are. And there's something going on, and you know you've got to get your life right with God today. This is not about joining a church. This is about becoming one with Christ. So I want to ask you right now, if you're here today, and you're lost, you're dying in sin, you're held captive, you're living in bondage, you hate your life, you want a new life. You want to give your heart to Christ. Or maybe you want to come back to Christ. You know you need a change of sound. And you're ready for a new sound. And that new sound is He singing over you with rejoicing. If that's you today, you need to give your life to Christ. Raise your hand right there where you are. Right there where you are. Raise your hand. God bless you, my little sis. Anyone else today? Raise your hand real high. God bless you, sir. God bless you, ma'am. Anyone else? Raise it up real high. Anyone else? Raise it up real high. Anyone else? God bless you, sir. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Anyone else today? I've got to come to the throne of God and I've got to receive Him. I need new life. I need a new sound in my life. I need my hope to be in my Savior. I want those who raised their hand, would you come down here? Come down here and then we're going to lead you in a prayer and you're going to go off right here to the left. My left, your right. 
and they're going to give you material and pray for you. I want the prayer warriors come, come to be with them, come in this corner to pray with them. If you need prayer, you'll be able to go with them in that corner, and they'll pray for you and give you material. But come, those who raised their hand, come and stand up here facing me, please. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Yes, if you want to come to the altar, come to the altar. You just go ahead. There's freedom in this place. Raise your hands. Come to the altar. Come to the front. There's freedom in this place. You're free to worship Him in spirit and in truth. But if you're in your seat and the Holy Spirit's still dealing with you, you want something real. You want more. You want more. Come. God bless you, buddy. God bless you. God bless you. Anyone else? Anybody else? Anybody else? You're ready to surrender. You're ready to surrender. He's calling you. He's calling you. He's been whispering in your ear. He's been calling you out. He's calling you out. You've challenged him. Now he's challenging you. He's challenging you. Trust me. Even when you don't see my hand at work, trust my heart. Anyone else today? Anyone else? We're getting ready to pray. Anyone else? Come. Come make it public before heaven, before the angels, before the elders, before the Lamb who sits upon the throne. Come before the throne today. Come before the Lamb who was slaughtered, who gave His life to redeem you. Christians, be praying. Just be praying. Rededicating your heart, soul, and mind to Jesus. Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. I want to ask you up here if you would look at me for just a moment. <laughs> oh, God bless you. God bless you. He sees all your tears. He knows everything about you and He calls you anyway. He loves you anyway. Just as you are. This is the high point of heaven and earth. You precious people giving your life to Jesus whether you've received him before or not you're rededicating it today maybe your first time it may be your fourth fifth time but today you're making it new I don't know you but he does the word of God says if we believe in what our heart and confess with our mouth we shall be saved so as a point of contact put your hand on your heart and get ready to ask Jesus to come in to your heart live there and be your Lord and Savior. And He comes in with His blood. And He washes. He cleanses. He removes. And He forgets all the sins. Past, present, and get this. He already forgives the sins of the future. Now pray with me. Dear God, in Jesus' name, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins I believe in you I believe in your love that sets your son Jesus to die in my place to take my punishment and my death and to raise again and to be my Lord and my Savior Jesus come into my heart and with my tongue I confess you, Jesus. You are my Lord 
You're my Savior. You're my Redeemer. And I thank you that as this moment, my name is in the Lamb's book of life. Thank you, Father. I'm saved. I'm saved. Hallelujah. Give the Lord praise. God bless you. Hallelujah. God bless you. Bless you. God bless you, my brother. God bless you. Shekinah glory. Shekinah glory. Come. Your fullness of your spirit, Lord. Shekinah glory. Come. Shekinah glory. Come. Your fullness. Shekinah glory. Come. That's your fullness. Heavenly Father, fill your people. Even those who are passing through the valley of weeping. Let it be turned into that fruitful garden. And Lord, as we say in your word, even in the valley of weeping, just continue to give me a smile and I'll rejoice and chase the sorrow away. We rejoice in you, Father, for these souls and for all these lives here and for all the millions that are to come to be touched and go through the world for your glory and your namesake, for the sound for the songs, for the worship, the praise, the ministries, the life that will come forth from this place for your name's sake. We give you the glory in Jesus' name. Amen.